welcome to First Turn, where we play board games for the first time and discuss our immediate reactions. It's like book club, but for board games. And I'm BP, here with my dog, Emmy, whom you may hear off and on every once in a while. Other than that, it's just me today. We have a special for you. You're welcome. And so today, I am going to be playing Coffee Roasters, uh, designer Sashi uh, from Let's Make a Bus Route, Wind the Film, Remember Our Trip, and In Front of the Elevators, none of which I've played, but all have fantastic names. Artist is Andrea Bokoff from Bonanza Lowlands Cottage Garden. I'm not recognizing those either, but that's all right. And Takako, Takare, uh, let's make a bus route. Wind the film, remember our trip, and in front of the elevators. I'm really intrigued by this in front of the elevators. Anyway, uh, this Coffee Roasters game was published in 2015 by Sashi and Sashi in Japan, as well as uh, then imported into the U.S. and published under Stronghold Games. Uh, the game description is very brief and states, brew the richest blends and score high in this solo puzzle. Uh, let's see. So our mechanics are deck bag, pool building, ooh, memory, once per game abilities, push your luck, solo solitaire game and variable setup. Okay, so based on those mechanics, if you are a fan of this podcast, if you're not, I will uh, clue you in. We're all a little bit of fans of Busher Luck. Um, Eric and I tend to love puzzly games as well, though he likes to play more with people than solo games. Uh, and I mean, the memory sounds great. So let's see about this. The box art itself is a... Um, I mean, it kind of actually looks like a coffee bag, like one of the more um, kind of like a paper bag, kind of paper uh, coffee bag styles uh, that just says coffee roaster. It's got a bag of like a gunny sack styled bag of uh, coffee beans with a nice uh, little saucer and cup of what is probably a nice coffee uh, with some steam coming off of it and the coffee plant leaf in the background. So uh, would you pull this off the shelf, BP? The answer, obviously, to that question is why I'm here today is yes. So a little bit about that. Uh, my uh, Kiwi here, right? He ha had purchased it at some point. I don't remember when, you know, sometimes you have to really look at that game shelf to figure out where the new additions have come into. But I remember I saw it very early on. and was like, Oh, what's this coffee? Don't mind. I do love the drink myself. Uh, and he was like, Oh, it's a solo game. So I was like, oh, well, I don't know when I'll ever play that. And then actually about a month or so ago, the electricity went out. Um, but it was a little late at night. But as soon as the electricity went out, I was like, well, maybe, maybe it's time for a board game by this LED battery powered lantern. So I got it out uh, and off the shelf and started to unpack it and was like, oh, this might need to wait <laughs> for not late at night. Again, if you've ever listened to our podcast, I'm not a night person. I'm a morning person. Hence, 
love the coffee. All right. So I pulled it off of the shelf based on one, uh, the name of it, Love Coffee. Uh, and then because I was a little bit intrigued about the idea of uh, a solo game when the electricity went out. And now here I am, electricity obviously running so I can record this podcast. And I'm excited to figure out what push your luck may be. So uh, that is why I pushed it off the shelf. And obviously, I'm also the history person here. And while I do have some little history tidbits for you, I've done the history of coffee several other times on the podcast. The game itself came with this nice um, little brochure, actually, on uh, coffee, the coffee plant and the roasting process. So I'm going to kind of run through it because... Uh, this was a kind of part of my coffee bit, but basically um, the core and idea that people get of roasting is from the red coffee berries, right? And then uh, from the plant coffea, uh, again, we make our coffee. Um, there are apparently 6,000 varieties divided into five different groups. Probably the most common groups you will hear of, uh, and you probably see this uh, if you go down a uh, coffee aisle in any uh, store in the U.S. You probably see it also in varieties across Europe. Uh, kind of the most common we are usually aware of is coffee, coffee arabica. Uh, but there is also one known as uh, coffee uh, canephora or the robusta variety. And I have seen um, that one pop up in various regions like Vietnam. It's most commonly grown. And if you've ever had Vietnamese coffee, you are probably with me in knowing that it is also very fantastic. Um, and so both of those are the most prominent exports um, and global, I guess, commodities for coffee uh, currently in the 21st century. Uh, most coffee itself is grown in tropical zones, uh, a.k.a. the coffee belts. And apparently, according to this brochure, that's going to be a key in the game. Uh, the blooming time, of course, depends upon the frequency of precipitation. It is pretty fascinating because if you know anything about coffee and its origins actually comes from Ethiopia, which is probably not where you typically think of being tropical. So this is going to be fascinating to unpack. Uh, so about two weeks after a strong rainfall, coffee plants will start flourishing. Inside the red berry itself is a white fruit flesh, which is the pulp uh, that surrounds two kernels. Those two kernels are, of course, the green coffee beans themselves. Um, they're pressed together on the insides and uh, the germinating fruit between the two kernels is the center cut. Uh, the beans are still surrounded at that point by a silver skin and a loose, pale yellow covering called the parchment. Uh, the fantastic brochure has also given you a great diagram of all of this. So fascinating. You have the, the, the berry, right? The covering of the berry on the outside, the pulp, um, this parchment, the sil silver skin, and then the coffee bean. So this fantastic treat that we all love and enjoy. Okay, so not all of us, but many of us. Uh, really takes a lot to get into. Okay. After harvesting it, it's processed and sorted, um, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then 
The ones that are usually sought after are beans that are usually a greenish blue or bluish and have a tightly closed center cut. Um, those apparently are some of the ones that roast the best. Um, then they're dried out. Uh, they're given different quality grades and then a roaster, which will bring me to my history here in a moment. The back of the brochure talks about going from the crop green coffee bean to the roasted bean. Uh, again, with that roasting procedure is an even brownness. Uh, so you want, again, like a constant mild heat source, right, to make sure you roast it. Just like with any kind of roasting process, you want to make sure you can get as even a roasting process as possible. So, right, kind of shaking them, uh, turning things pretty frequently, right? Uh, light coffee roasts, uh, again, these are usually uh, going to be higher caffeine levels, but also um, they're going to have, a, for me, they always have like that brighter fruity flavor. I'm not very into like some of the language, coffee language for describing it, but you can tell whenever you have a light roast coffee, it's, it tends to be a little brighter, fruitier, um, et cetera. Um, the dark coffee roasts, however, these are going to be the ones you normally use for espressos. They have like a, a dark chocolatey flavor. Um, they're, they're pretty robust. Um, for me, kind of a creamy-esque type flavor. I'm a little more on the dark coffee roast side. I really do like the, the heartierness of that. Uh, the mediums, of course, is something between the two. So if you're new to coffee, probably going with that as it presents a pretty nice balance. Um, oh, what constitutes a unique roasting style? Well, the roasting style can be perceived by the senses. Uh, and we're going to get into that in my history and evaluated uh, according to the elements of acidity, sweetness, aroma and body. Acidity, sweetness, and aroma are composed perfectly in the body and cold balance. Um, so there you go. Uh, the thing that I wanted to uh, talk about in my history, and I won't beleaguer the point, was in the, the roasting process. And so kind of the legendary origins of coffee themselves, right, originate in the story from the shepherd and his goat, uh, right? in Ethiopia and then taken back to Yemen and the Yemenis were some of the very first to then uh, actually make the coffee beverage itself uh, and by 1500s you start to see it being exported across uh, many of the Islamic uh, empires as well as into the Balkans and then uh, from there into the rest of Europe and then, of course, in the 1600s and 1700s, as Europeans are uh, traveling across the globe in search of and sometimes forcing upon other people um, the ability to grow the raw resources that they really want for themselves. Uh, that's when you start to see coffee also travel along with those people takes the uh, takes off really nicely in certain regions of the Americas. Uh, Brazil is still currently leading in that, but the Dutch would uh, have access to the Java islands. And so would eventually, right. You'll often hear it called Java, right. Uh, 
plant coffee plantations there. And then, of course, as I mentioned, Vietnam, which has a fantastic coffee beverage. If you ever have the opportunity to try it, I highly recommend. Um, and th that's just a very brief on uh, history of the globalization of coffee itself. But the roasting process uh, is still done pretty traditionally in Ethiopia, kind of the home of it. And they embrace the ceremony of start to finish in their coffee making process in a way that reminds me of many of uh, East Asian cultures in their tea drinking, right? And so uh, starting with the beans themselves, right, the green beans, they're dried out and then roasted usually on like a flat, um, either clay or iron type of pan on an open flame. And uh, then um, they're normally ground with a porter, mortar and pestle, um, which I've actually had done for me before. And it's the whole experience of that, and that's normally done in in front of guests, especially if you're traveling to someone's home or in some of the uh, traditional cafes as well. Uh, and I mean, that, the, just that process of the whole smelling of uh, the roasting, smelling of the grinding. I mean, yes, if you... Uh, you know, grind your own beans at home, you know, kind of part of that experience. Now imagine that on, right, like the next level where you get to experience it all. And then, of course, you brew, uh, right, you brew the ground with the, the water and then pour it out into small cups. Um, there's, in fact, uh, parts of the uh, tropical forests in Ethiopia that are preserved as UNESCO heritage sites. That's how much coffee has meant to humanity um, in preserving much of the, the plants and the nature. And again, viewed not just as like custom and traditional for many uh, of the various peoples in Ethiopia, but continuing on to this day. So the objective of the game Here's some rules. Um, I'm not going to go too much into it because I'm really going to be figuring this out on my own. So we'll see how this goes. Um, it starts off with the objective of the game is to create the perfect coffee. Sounds delightful. There are 22 different varieties of coffee waiting for me. I get to prove my roasting skills. Are there in the single choice? I do sometimes like single origin, but also in a roast challenge, which is also fun. Blend them together. Begins with processing the beans as their brochure highlighted and then roasting them. So am I going to be the next master roaster? We will find out. So um, my recap is I... Uh, did not make a very fantastic cup of coffee. While I did not really burn any of my beans, I was pretty good at getting rid of my smoke and such. Um, apparently when I was putting everything on the cup, I just went for straight numbers thinking that that's what I wanted and I wanted high numbers, but you don't necessarily, you don't want to over roast, I guess. And then I forgot to add my, my flavor things for my card, um, for my type of coffee wanted, uh, two greens and a blue and I hadn't put them in there. Um, I'd, I'd use them on the effects so, lessons learned, I suppose. Um, 
Which I guess brings us to a theme. Did I feel like I was roasting beans? I mean, to a certain extent, it does kind of remind me of like kitchen rush. Like you, you know, have to cook things a certain amount of times to get it to the right thing. Oh my gosh. I also just noticed that the board has little coffee stains, like from a coffee cup on it. Um, so cool. At first I was looking at that and thought I had done that and then realized, um, ironically, because I'm recording this in the afternoon and I tend not to drink coffee too late at night since I'm a morning person. I like to go to bed early anyway. Okay. So noted, um, the theme did kind of feel like you were like trying to move things in stages. I don't know about the, the flavoring though. Um, if I was really working on that, I guess by combining the different colors, which were supposed to represent things, but then they also represented stuff you could do. Um, but I did feel like I was trying to get together almost like the perfect cup of coffee type of idea. So I, I guess kind of there's a theme. Um, it's not that there wasn't a theme, but I don't know, um, like how much of it I felt like I was pulling out the flavors. But then, of course, I did not put any flavors in my cup. So maybe that's why I had a bad cup of coffee. Um, as far as table presents goes, though, like um, I said, as I was unpacking it and even as I was just looking at my board, trying to figure out the theme, um, the the table presents is definitely pretty cute. And I am so glad I brought it out of the box and off the shelf. I mean, the bag again, the box itself, I just am noticing on the side of the box, it even looks like the side of a coffee bag. So the table presents is super spot on. It's got the fantastic already organizer uh, for all of your tokens. It's got a nice card holder for your coffee uh, cards that also provide a lot of information about that particular blend. Um, even on the back of each of the coffee card, uh, provides you with information about this particular blend of coffee. Um, and especially how it, uh, is impacted in that region. So super cool. Um, the the cup of coffee looks fantastic like it actually makes me really want a cup of coffee um so i'm gonna go with great table presence um i know i i just keep looking at it and finding new and great things um some of the um symbols of course were a little difficult but the uh, rule book does have an appendix in it uh, it did of course take me a little while to figure some things out and of course i had my fantastic uh aid to come help me in uh certain points um I don't know if that goes with the table presence though as much as uh the rules <laughs> Um, which is funny because when he made uh, the notes, he's like, rules, PP, how is it learning? PP, how is the wording on the cards? PP, how is the rules book laid out? So 
uh, table presence spot on mechanics. Um, I mean, it's definitely this deck building. Um, there's the options like with any kind of deck building thing, even though my pool bag, whatever they call them now, building, you, you have the ability to recycle some of those um, filler ones. Uh, you have the ability to get your zeros up. Uh, it's definitely one of those things, though, where you don't want to go too high. So um, it, there's a there is a bit uh, to keep track of. Um, it was definitely push your luck. I think I had said that in the beginning, like really at that one decision phase, like you are deciding, are you going to uh, increase all of your roasts, right? So, and uh, keep trying to get more because then what if you get more smoke? What if you, uh, you know, have, have played all your flavors like I did and you don't have any additional flavors in there and, or, you know, you have too high of your roast numbers because you don't want all your roast numbers. I mean, maybe for the dark ones, maybe I really do like dark roasts and I was playing with light roast. Maybe that's it. Um, anyway, so there's definitely the push your luck element. So I think all the mechanics do fit in with that theme of uh, trying to get the perfect blend because you can right, kind of bust on that as well. So, uh, like I said, with the wording on the cards as far as table presence, uh, there's a lot of symbols about it. Um, and maybe that was also kind of, uh, Kiwi always talks about localization. Um, the appendix was somewhat helpful. Again, uh, I think I had said as I was going through the instructions rules booklet, um, I'm really bad, which is really bad for me in my profession that I also didn't really want to read all the words. Uh, I'm really like this when I follow recipes, too, um, which is one of the reasons Kiwi does most of the cooking uh, and does most of the rolls. Um, he is really good at all of that, and he likes to watch videos and things like that. Um I like playing board games. I guess I don't like reading rule books, although it seems very well laid out. Um, it does have these little notes. I think what I would want were uh, clear examples of some of the things like the first question uh, indicating the numbers that you're drawing versus like all these other numbers. And if there's a roast tracker that's optional, why isn't even there? Is there a you know, a point to it. If it, if it doesn't need to be there, then let's not have it there. Like I didn't use it and I don't think I, I needed to, unless there was some point that I was missing about it. So I think there's, um, again, it was very well laid out book. There still were some questions that I definitely had to, um, ask for assistance on. Um, so well laid out some of the, uh, just to recap some of the um, uh, symbols uh, were a little tricky at first. Again, reading uh, what it said about it would have probably solved that. But there also seem to be some components on it that um, are adding some level of additional steps that may not necessarily be needed. Um, so... Um, and of course, it's a solo game, so there are no other players to interact with but myself. And, um, you know, 
there might be value in solo games when you're home alone and your electricity goes out or you're just home alone and um, you want to play a game about coffee or I'm, I'm now curious about some of these other ones as well. So I guess the big question then at uh, the end of this is would I play it again? And I'm going to say yes. One, it's coffee. Uh, and it really makes me want to create a cup of coffee. I am really good, though, that in real life, I have found people that have put together some fabulous blends. Or uh, like today, I stopped at one of my favorite cupcake cafes that also makes fantastic cup of coffee. Uh, and they have like a single origin, also Ethiopian, locally roasted. So pretty fabulous. Um, so even though I really struggled learning it and I made a poor cup of coffee, I'm willing to try it again. That said, it has taken me so long to get to set it up all by myself because, um, maybe the experience of teaching myself a game should be a note to myself about, about my whole gaming experience. And maybe it is something that I really should probably do more of. Um, but I think it's just really hard if you've listened to our podcast for, for most of us to think about when we want to play a game by ourselves. And I think a lot of us turn to our phones and apps for that. And I'm pretty sure there's an app version of this, but it is also so pretty that I wouldn't want to miss out on that experience. So I'm going to go with, I'm still sticking with my yes. And I think what I want to start, um, imagining it as is a great way to start my morning with my morning cup of coffee and uh, just sit down on an unplugged morning. This sounds absolutely, oh my gosh, now that I'm saying it out loud, I really want to do this. An unplugged morning, no phone, no games, just my cup of coffee and this board. Now that I know how to set it up uh, and kind of how to play, let's try it again one day. All right. So there you go. That is me playing coffee roaster. Um, maybe not succeeding, but definitely willing to try it again. So if you have any other recommendations of solo games that maybe you want to hear someone else play or maybe BP needs to learn how to teach more games, any recommendations on games, coffee or otherwise, send them our way at the email is first turn tabletop. You can hit us up also on the Twitter and Instagram, and I will try to post some of my setups. And the podcasting camel also says, um, while he is uh, actually what a camel would be doing, uh, very legitimate in this situation, he is carrying coffee beans on his back through the desert while he walks on water. Um, and he says, uh, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcatchers. We look forward to hearing from you. Play more games and enjoy your coffee. Um, this is probably why I struggle with Ikea furniture as well. I know on recipes, you're supposed to like read everything first and then get started. Yeah, this is probably why I burn stuff too.